Chris Denman, Travis Terrell, the great Chris Gardner, producing, and the one and only Dr. Ed. Hit it, Gardner. Mm. Mm. Dr. Ed. Dr. Ed. Dr. Ed. The good doctor is in. I wrote that, by the way. Did you? Yep, I wrote it. Dr. Ed joins from Hillside Animal Hospital. Take your pets there. Support us because he supports us support dr ed that's right hillside animal hospital i take my dogs there which makes dr ed veterinarian to the stars oh but yes, oh, yes. congratulations dr ed. Yeah. yeah did you get a certificate for that no he's like uh, a little oscar with a little paw on it or something mm. like a paw oscar dr ed great to see you glad you're here did you see marcelo zuna fall yesterday I saw it on the news this morning, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. real news. It's yeah. out there. Did you happen to see Joe Kelly dying laughing in the Dodgers bullpen? No. That no. was my favorite part. I just wanted to put that out there. I, I, I can see Joe Kelly doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I like Joe That Kelly. look at Ozuna um, was how Travis played left field in softball. I did not. That's kind of how I it went. Know, He's like, I got Dr. it. Ah! Dr. Ed, does it look like I can't play sports? Huh? Huh? Come on. Come on. That's, Did you ra- that's racist as hell. No! <laughs> Dr. Ed knows, man. Go for that. Go for that shot every single time. We've created we, a we, monster. Look, I know. I, I look what we've done. We've corrupted this great man. What mm. have we done? Mm-mm-mm. Gardner, I blame you. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. Hey, it looked like how oh, I could play left field. These days. <laughs> yeah, I'll was, be honest. As a was, guy who got a major injury from softball once, uh, I couldn't do any better. That was bad, though. Yeah, I don't bad. think you. I don't no, think what, you could what, do that bad. What made me mad was him trying. He go. He realized what happened, and he winced like he had hurt himself before it happened. And then he was up back playing again and everything. That was that was pretty weak. Yeah, he was just trying to. He was trying to dig a hole and hide. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Ed joins us from Hillside Animal Hospital each and every week for Dogs on Film. We'll get into that in a second as we revisit an older Dogs on Film with Sean. Uh, Hanging out on the beach with his um, <clears throat> stuff last week, and then this Why week. Why you a hater, man? You a hater. Mm. Why you hate no Sean? Let's see you take a shirt off and take a picture at the beach with you, a speedo on. Yeah, or anything. Oh, this is let, how about Greenpeace would show up and try and save three, me. Just unbutton three. Sh- there you go. That um, so this is what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. This is what you want to do yeah, during yeah, Doctor Ed's yeah. segment. Yeah. That picture. Yeah. Is I'll be now, talking about my boy Sean. Yeah, let it all hang mm-hmm. out. Is now hanging in the restroom of my local watering hole. Doctor, I remember that photo seared into your brain from last week. No, I just. Oh, you didn't see I it. I never saw it. They okay, good, about it. good. Yeah, it was okay, Sean on a beach in a speedo. Away from Doctor Ed. Uh, Doctor Ed, before we get into the fun with the trivia, it's um, a beach whale. It's like a beach whale in a speedo. Mm. It's just, it's, it's not good. It ain't good at all. I'm just trying to give you a visual because if we had to see it, you should have to visualize. See, he it. had the he had the speedo on, but my favorite part was that he had like the Jackie Onassis glasses mm. on as well. Not the Jackie. As he was mm. not the Jackie O glasses. Okay. Yeah, he showed a lot of grace. <laughs> grace in that photo. That's not the word I would use for that photo. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh-huh. Um, in regards to uh, it's springtime, it's warming up. Occasionally, we allow the man with a veterinary uh, background give real tips and help. Yes, we do <laughs> for free, mind you. Yes, his time's worth a lot. Um, springtime's here. I was out walking the dogs over the weekend. Park was uh, bustling. Bustling. 
which means more dogs around, more everything around, all kinds of crazy stuff happening. What do we need to keep an eye out for now that it's warming up and St. Louis being the pet city that it is? What are we uh, What are we gearing up for with the warm weather? Well, obviously a heartworm season with the mosquitoes coming. You know, mosquitoes are going to be coming back. Uh, that's real important. It's real easy. Okay. Real easy to prevent. Mm-hmm. Just a m- monthly chewable or okay. is the most common way to prevent it. Obviously allergies. I mean, oh humans boy. are suffering with the allergies and the pets are going to be too. Okay. You know, a lot of itchy dogs out there. And there's some really new things out there that we can do to help them with their allergies. What about measles? <laughs> a measles outbreak currently in New York City. What should we do to prepare our pets for that? Nothing. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. <laughs> Believe it or not, we used to use measles vaccines in dogs. Really? How yeah. does that work? Well, it's related to the distemper virus. Mm. It's in the same family. Okay. So, mm. you know, what they used to do is they, the very first uh, vaccination that puppies used to get used to be a measles vaccine because, obviously, puppies, dogs do not have antibodies to measles, okay? All right. Because, so, what you, when, when you vaccinate a puppy... Uh, they have maternal antibodies. They get antibodies from their mother from when they first nurse. Oh. Okay, colostrum. Okay. You that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, but those don't last. Those aren't their antibodies. They're their mother's. They last about four months. But when you vaccinate a dog, we'll say with a distemper vaccination, um, the, the vaccine starts, the body starts to recognize it and starts to produce its own antibodies, but those maternal antibodies also recognize it and attack the ah. vaccine. So you don't get full protection. Right. That's why puppies get a series of shots gotcha so the theory was vaccinate them with the measles vaccine which is closely related to distemper virus and they would hopefully build up some antibodies to that without any maternal interference right okay and be protected Ah. it's kind of gone out of favor but you know it's not done anymore but it was that's that used to be the theory interesting i didn't realize that yeah boom learn stuff absorb it Good. Okay. But but Got you know, it. but I have heard a lot on the news lately about a term that we use and that's herd immunity. Okay. Okay. And that's you know, the more people out there or the more dogs out there that are vaccinated against a disease like parvo or distemper, mm-hmm. you know, the less chance that an outbreak's gonna occur. Right. Okay. So I mean I, I it's interesting. We've, we, we use that term all the time in veterinary medicine, and I, I really hadn't heard it before in human medicine, but it, obviously the principle still applies. Is it frustrating to see people um, ignore things like science when it comes to these matters? It would be extremely frustrating. It is. It is. I mean, uh, you know, obviously there's always a possibility that a vaccine reaction sure. will occur. But... You know, the products are safe and the products are very effective at, at preventing this. Exactly. And the measles vaccine apparently is one of the most effective vaccines out there. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to ignore that in the, in the, in the face of that you, there might be a reaction. Might be a reaction. Yeah. And this whole, you know, I haven't heard it lately in relation to this, but the whole vaccine, over-vaccination causes autism. That's a big yeah, that is what the kids call fake news, Chris. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Moyer's fancy, fancy foyer advocates for not vaccinating your dog because it'll cause dogtism. Mm. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that that li- I think honestly, it's uh, I've heard sci- scientific professionals speak about it. I th- I really think Jenny McCarthy did a really really bad thing by uh, publicizing that movement. I mean that too. I like, I, look, it, I think a lot of dumb people heard it and. 
took it as gospel. I mean, but not to be an ass here, but if you're taking any advice from Jenny McCarthy on Correct. anything, yeah. you're pretty much an idiot. So you, the, the ship was already sailed at that point for you. But mm -hmm. I don't understand how something that the CDC said all but in 2000 was completely eradicated. Yeah. People, like, so as and you I, just mentioned, it's an effective, effective vaccination. Yeah. So why would you, why it, why would you think it wouldn't yeah. be? And, and I, <laughs> I brought this up before, but I feel for the parents. And, and Dr. Ed, you mentioned you, you haven't heard it lately about the, you know, vaccines causing autism thing. I feel for the parents that have autistic children. Mm. Oh have yeah, to deal sure. with the Absolutely. people right, that right. put that on them right. in a way. Because yes. I have a friend who has an autistic child, who's six years old now. And I've seen what they have to deal with and, and bringing him up differently. And uh, they moved to get him to particular schools and then to still have to deal with people that put that right. on science and right. other things. That's why I always ask him, I go, how do you, what I always want to know is how people deal with those people that are in that situation. Because right. I want to know how they arm themselves with knowledge to, if they have to, right. push back against that. Like, what, what do they... What have they learned? How did they shoot down right. what is flawed thinking? Right. And that's kind of where I go with him and talking to him about it at times. Because I hate that he has to deal with that. Right. I hate that his wife has to deal right. with that. Um, and it's just it's ridiculous to do so. It's just, it's just such a, I mean, outside of it being an incredible inconvenience for parents, but it's just very dangerous for people to to put other children at risk like that. And that, to me, is what's probably the most frustrating thing about this. It's like, okay, if you want to do that with your child, then keep your child at well, home. It, it, but it, but that, that's an issue in the state of Missouri right now. They're trying to pass legislation. There's three separate bills, I think, that right now that would not necessarily do that. Oh, wow. There's In Missouri right now, there are three pieces of legislation that are going to basically not do that, that would allow the parents to decide. And the, one of the no. representatives doing it, I think, is a pharmacist and he's one of the people involved in one of these bills. I was just reading about them the other day and I'm just like, son of a... We always ask ourselves though, but we do at the beginning of a horror film or a zombie film, we go, how could, how could this even here's, happen? Here's how. how would, oh, oh, here's how. oh well, systematically. Oh, okay, I let see. Let me tell you about, I saw an advertisement for a movie. It's, it's gonna be on TV and I hate, it, I hate, you know, it's probably on Amazon or Netflix or something and it's called The Hot Zone. Okay. Okay. Now I don't know how true to life the movie is yet. I haven't seen it, but it's based on a real event, and it, it's a book called The Hot Zone, and it's an incredible story. It's about the Ebola virus actually was in Washington D.C. Oh and, wow! Yeah, there was there's a primate facility uh, where monkeys used for research, which is a, I don't want to get into that topic. Right. But would be brought into this facility and ch and quarantined and checked out before they would then be, you know, sent to whatever laboratory needed monkeys for their research. Gotcha. Okay. And this is a true story, and, it, and it, the veterinarian in charge there, actually, uh, monkeys started dying, okay? And they could not figure out why, and a veterinarian finally thought this is really suspicious for one of these really bad viruses and called in the proper authorities and they discovered that the Ebola virus was in that building. Jeez. Killing it, I mean, and they basically, they basically abandoned the building. They literally just, and several people got sick, didn't die, okay? Uh, they, I don't know if they ever confirmed that the people actually got exposed or not, but uh, they abandoned, totally abandoned the building. I mean, the humans, the monkeys were still inside 
and the Army Veterinary Corps had to come in there in their moon suits, you know, all of that, and systematically, not to, not to be a downer, but put them down. Put them down. And I mean, and they throw them in a it, pond. It came mm. that close. If that had escaped that building, the Ebola virus would have been in Washington D.C. And you know, I, I tell the story because it was, you know, it, it, the veterinarian actually saved the day. Right. Rec was it smart enough to recognize what was going on and and, and shut things down shut to where things it's contained. Down. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, the Ebola virus was here in the U.S. and in Washington D.C. of all of all places. Jeez. It, it's it's just so crazy to think that we're simultaneously incredibly smart amazing technologically advanced folks and at the same time we'll just leave the door open for something like this stuff to take over that has to like to bring it back to veterinary talk that and you just gave the uh the warning to like hey heartworms are super preventable right yeah. with uh, with that stuff that has to be super frustrating for you if somebody does the uh, of all things to to wave off the uh the heartworm medication getting tossed on the bill Right, because oh, yeah. that's going to be incredibly. You're you're either just put your dog down or spend four grand, five grand. No, no, not quite that. But if I mean, if they got heartworms, yeah. Oh, okay. More like about eight hundred to a thousand, but still, still, that's still nice. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah, plus your cost. dog could die. You know. Yeah. That's that's you know the obvious. Yeah, we we get that all the time. I mean, you know, people who who don't want to vaccinate, you know, they. Uh, there's a big there's a push to do vaccination titers to see what your titer is you know right you know but the thing is nobody knows what a protective titer is you right. know how high it, you know it needs to be and immunity is more than just you know antibody titer so that's frustrating um you know the people who um who go to a pet smart and listen to the 18 year old kid about what pet food to feed their you know <laughs> you know that drive you bonkers <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> he doesn't have time to even get no. into it. It just that now, Rachel Ray stuff's good for cats, though, right? <laughs> oh. oh boy, what you, if you know? My philosophy on pet food, just real quick, is I, I you know, something we we have this conversation on a daily basis, mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. times, and and I tend to, with very few exceptions, I tend to tell people what what I know, why I like certain foods, why I think certain foods are really good, rather than tell them why they think their food is bad. Okay, uh, what if I give you this? Say I wanted to switch up our cat's food, but I need the no corn, wheat, or soy kind of deal or whatever. My first question would be why? Um, Why do you need that? uh, It seems to have helped uh, them not relieving themselves throughout the apartment. So once we made a diet switch, it seemed to help one cat in particular um, who was suffering for about a week. And then we took them to a vet, and they're like, We're, let's change the diet here a little bit. And so we did that and went to this kind of diet, and we haven't had that issue. Now, I'd like to keep that status quo. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of why we have stuck to that. In any, if we buy treats or we get wet food. We've got, actually, I've kind of weaned them off treats lately after... You told me the cat had trained me to get up at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. So I'm pushing back a yeah, little, Yeah, you show him, Gardner. Thank Fight you the power. For giving me that confidence. But <laughs> well, my, my answer to some of those things you said, okay. first, first of all, I totally agree with you. I don't want to rock the boat. If your cats are doing well on this new food, that's great. But I always tell people, there, there, seriously, there is absolutely no medical reason are very very limited medical reasons why dogs need to be dogs or cats need to be grain free 
Okay. Okay. Grains, grains uh, provide a source of carbohydrates. And, you know, the food can say that it's grain-free. There's still going to be a source of carbohydrates in that food. There has to be. Okay. So it's very, very rare that it's actually the carbohydrates that are causing, you know, allergy issues or digestive issues. Okay. Okay. But again, uh, you know, if the food's working and it solves that issue, I'm not going to tell you to switch. Mm. And I always tell people, it's not, I'm not saying that grain-free foods are bad. Grain-free foods are balanced and nutritious, and they're still okay. But in, in, at least in veterinary medicine, it's more marketing than anything else. Try Frosted Flakes. Yeah, like why, if this is, like why, not why weren't they doing it 20 years ago? Well, it came around the well, same I time mean, people started sure. getting grain-free. Exactly. And also, I mean, if we went away from that, it would help pocketbook a little bit, too. So, I mean, I'm not against that. You're not that. opposed <laughs> to it, yeah. well, I, well, I, I, there, there may be other alternatives besides what you're feeding. I mean, I don't know yeah. what brand you're feeding. It's, we can make some recommendations. It's been that Rachel Ray chicken oh, and brown okay. rice kind of deal because he seemed to like it, and we've had no issues. And she's just so delightful. She is delightful. Such I don't know. Woman. Actually, with their hard food, we don't necessarily stay on the same kind or brand even. We will mix it up with them and see. And they they like different things, so we've mixed it up with them over I the bet, I venture if you read your labels on those dry foods that you've been feeding, you'll find some of those things that you thought you were avoiding. That were not... That, yeah, that we thought weren't there. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It is interesting what kind of human marketing does to the pets, too, because it's, it's well, yeah, because clearly the, what the it is. Well, yeah, pet food companies will tell us at our scientific seminars and that, you know, that just like I said, you know, dogs don't need to be grain-free. And yet on their pet food side, that's all all about that marketing. And, and, again, and you even said it 10 times. It's not to say that that won't help or that there aren't dogs that would maybe – benefit from that type of food but it's not for the reasons that we're right. assuming exactly I'm, I'm i'm i always stress like i said that it, it's not i'm not saying these foods are bad at all and i i'm not bashing the company um you know i just want to educate the people a little bit and you uh -huh. know, just make a decision for the right reason i uh, from personal experience the best thing i ever saw was a guy who had unbelievable dogs they were almost like primitive dogs how because they were for hunting right and somehow he'd acquire a few freeze, freezers full of deer. Those dogs just ate deer, and then they'd pick up some carbs from other things. You'd see a 14-year-old dog that looked like it was like nine years old. Now, these are super well taken care of, exercised, running miles every single day. I always just thought that was an interesting part uh, from a nutrition standpoint. Um, I don't know. It's just something to pay attention to, right? Yeah, I mean, is he is he you know is he feeding just the meat off the you know the venison, or is he feeding other parts of the deer too? You know, which you know could would, be, could, could be, matter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if they were in the wild, would they just get their uh, carbs from tearing open a yep. something and whatever that animal ate, they would eat? Yep. Look at me, Travis. No boy. Did you learn a little go. something today? I want to guess. I mean, Mark Maron talked about. Oh, please. Mark Maron had a zoologist oh, on this please. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you want to do Carola some? had Jack Hanna on. <laughs> Jack Hanna reference. Okay. All right. I'm not, hey, I'm I've not had... good enough or what? Is that what no, 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 Doctor. You're our Jack Hanna. By the way, start bringing animals by so we can uh, have them participate in dogs on. I don't. Oh, what is bring it, a Galapagos turtle? Yeah, just bring one of those. Whatever. whatever. I don't think that's how veterinarian <laughs> offices work. work. Yeah, they just walk in. I'm like, yo, let me get a couple lizards. Hey, Doctor, I'd bring in uh, some of those dogs you're trying to give away. Yeah, yeah he's a, yeah, he's a business yeah. a veterinarian. Hey, just... shout out to Gateway Pet Guardians. You want me to bring uh, uh, Ripley by next week? Yeah, just have him just hang out. Her. She oh, wobbles. She so she'll just wobbly cat. I was watching her actually. We opened the windows yesterday, and I put her. She, she likes to go on the bed, and the bed goes right up against the sill. 
of the bedroom window. She crawled into the sill. I went outside to have a cigarette and looked up, and there she was, head just kind of shaking as she's looking and listening to the birds. And I just and couldn't, wobble, I could not stop watching her. I was standing there for like five minutes smoking, watching her. And she does this thing where she'll sit for a minute and she'll eyes will start going, you know, the lids will get heavy, and she'll scare herself when she's about to fall asleep. But combine that with the wobble. Jesus Christ. And it is an amazing scene where it's and she's just, it's just like a whole bunch is going on there. So I'm just sitting there taking pictures of her. <laughs> Two couple things before we get to the game. Uh, Black Sheep with a comment. Uh, Dr. Ed, if grain-free dog food had a rotten tomato score, what, it be, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to steer the conversation into anything, just wondering. <laughs> uh, we'll do uh, dogs on film in just a second. couple quick questions. Saw two giant owls in my backyard in a very large tree. Right. It made <laughs> sounds when they flew out of it. At what weight? <laughs> I think all because uh, there's a Netflix documentary that I think uh, an owl was responsible for a murder because they'll hit, they'll dive bomb people's heads. Mm-hmm. At what weight do you keep an eye on your pets whenever you know there are owls in the neighborhood? Uh, I think it's got to be like less than ten pounds. Any little ten pound little dog or, you know. I, I kind of want an owl. I like owls, but I kind of want an owl to try and scrap with one of my dogs just because it would be funny. You know, is more, that barbaric of I me? I think it's more the uh, hawks. I mean, <laughs> hawks? Yeah. Oh. Owls actually, are mean, man. They actually, rip from the anus. We actually mm-hmm. had a uh, little dog, and it got picked up. Ah, no! This yeah. isn't funny anymore. But it got away, but it had the, it had the characteristic scrapes from the talons on, your, on the sides Your of personal body. small dog was no, picked no, up? No, 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 a client's dog. It got picked up? How yeah. high up in the air did it get? It didn't get very... I think the owner actually had the leash and just a hand still. Oh, it, my and gosh. And yanked, yanked it out of the, the hawk's talons. That's horrific. Yeah. I Travis. Mean, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't seriously hurt, but, it, I mean, it had some good injuries. Can I get a nature you scary? I told you about the hawk. I told you. <laughs> You've been, been warning us for years. I've been telling you about the hawk for years. I've just been laughing. Oh, yeah, sure, Travis. That's why you can't make it in. That's why you're late. Oh, okay, Travis. All right. Now we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a few eight-pound puppies get taken. All of a sudden, now Travis looks yeah, like yeah. Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> I got a picture, actually, of uh, two hawks sitting on that lamppost in our neighborhood, sitting together. Really? Yeah. Splitting someone's cat? No. <laughs> <laughs> Surveying the situation. Man, uh, they do. If you see them kind of uh-huh. walking, and these are and these park these park owls and hawks, like. They're kind of, you know, these are the badass ones because that's like perfect because out in the country, you got more stuff to worry about, right. scarcities. These squirrels live in a Tower Grove Park. I mean, they have backpacks and suitcases. They're just living fat because there's no other predators you know, around. You know, uh, we go down to Memphis, obviously, a lot to see my daughter down there in school. And uh, on 55, you know, I get a kick. I mean, my, I drive my wife crazy because I'll count the number of hawks that I see. On the side of the highway. High five, Dr. Ed. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a guy who watches for uh, for groundhogs. Yeah, and they sit up there in the trees, especially when there's no, tr- no you know, in the fall when there's no leaves. But um, <laughs> John Beebe from Bijack, everybody. <laughs> and, you know, what they'll do is, believe it or not, they're in there and they're, and they're looking for mice in the grass in the median and on the, on the side of the highways. And from sitting up in those trees off the highway, they can actually see the little mice in the grass. Yeah. That's insane. They're everywhere. Their eyesight, their eyesight is just, you know, incredible. I did that on the way to Omaha one time. I counted every damn hawk. I saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a hawk! Yeah, there it is. Second one, I've been throwing pecans to this giant squirrel oh in my backyard. God. Is this bad? I don't know. God, Should I, I stop? Stop, what are you doing? He's showing up now like, 
Why are you feeding other varmints? He's a big squirrel. He needs to eat. Apparently, do you just Chris Denman? He's got a <laughs> he's got a sassy black squirrel host. He's just fattening him up for his dogs to catch. Uh -huh. See, that's the problem. Like if you forget out. when you go down to let him out, and he's down there. It's all right. At some point, this squirrel will be telling us how many belt loops he's lost. Like, look yeah. at me. Look, yeah, look he's going to get on the keto diet. <laughs> this little white man down in Tower Grove been feeding him pecans. <laughs> look at look at me, fellas. I'm going to be dunking in July. <laughs> Our friend uh, from a pet, from a really a really natural pet food company has commented, I'm bringing in more samples now, you know, right? <laughs> Shout out to Lynette. Uh, do you want to do some dogs on film? Mm. Shout out to By Jack's uh, owner, John, who's 10 feet behind us, who could make us coffee cups like today if we asked that we haven't taken care of yet. Uh, he brought in the pen and paper uh, for our game. You want to play, Gardner? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. It's time for dogs. You don't have to do that. I do. Mm. <laughs> On film. Hey, Levi. <laughs> I was saying hi to Levi. He is the dog of the house. And like literally we go to our segment and Levi comes through the door. He knows, uh, he knows, he knows time. You know, we're on camera, right? People can see if you're lying. I'm not lying. There is a dog that we have in the office. Okay. All right. You can't see it because the camera angles. We ain't that rich. All right. Dogs on film. Gardner, we're doing a, what's, what's the deal today? We're revisiting an old one. Oh. I had some scheduling issues with Sean this week trying to catch up with him because he's back in town from Key Biscayne. Oh, nice. Had a nice trip down there, but uh, as we all saw last week with a picture. Um, so I wanted to maybe take the time to look back at the first time Sean described movies. It ha it's not as outlandish as what we have gotten it to be. Um, it's a little more straightforward, but there's still some stumbling, some grumbling, mm. and some other sounds involved. But I thought, you know, hey, let's take let's take a look back. September eighteenth of two thousand eighteen was the first time. Oh wow! First time, Sean read movies for us. Really? First time, Doctor Ed would have rather been uh, doing the worst part of his job <laughs> rather than hanging out at the front. We didn't know a lot about Sean at that point. We We've learned not. more as we mysterious did. fellow, yeah. our narrator for this. Um, but it was right after I got back from Chicago, a trip from Chicago. You visited the serial killer's home. I did. Uh, well, it's not a home anymore. Oh it is. H.H. Holmes was the serial killer. It is now a post office in Inglewood, Chicago, which I found out later is basically the worst neighborhood in Chicago. Gotcha. Mm. I didn't realize that until we got there. Mm. It's a good thing your peculiar look and long hair wouldn't make you stand out in such a neighborhood. No, not at all. Not at all. Your Arcade Fire t-shirt. Ah, it was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> it's the first time an Arcade Fire t-shirt had ever go there for a little while. Block. Touch and go there for a little while. Um, but all these movies are Chicago themed. The tiebreaker, if we get to it. Okay. And, and I will say this, just for those that don't know. It's six movies. One movie against another. We have three sets of movies. You guess the Rotten Tomatoes score. One on one. If you get it right, you get Loser gets euthanized. At Hillside and yeah. Hospital. Elevated the game now. I ain't paying for that. Are vaccinated. I mean, one or the other. <laughs> which question, one does which? Question from our friend Amber Clear. I also visited that. Have you read Devil in the White City, Gardner? I have not read it. If y'all get on this, boy, I swear. 
Jess, oh, sorry, we're not talking Tiffany Haddish and Magic Johnson. Jess has read it, uh, so I'm very well aware of it. Though. Uh, okay. I haven't gotten that far, but I think I would like to. Nerds! It's <laughs> a hobby you share with your wife? Uh, my girlfriend. Girlfriend? We, uh, yeah, yeah. We, oh, thanks uh, for clarifying. Even, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, share a worse. hobby with yeah. my girlfriend. That we, would worry me. Like, uh, if, you're, if your significant other is reading these kind of things, you're like, you're going to be skilled She likes this. true crime stuff. Mm, I bet she does. Has a fascination with some like of the serial killer, mm. serial killer stuff. Mm. We, have, we do go on ghost tours together. We do do that, Doctor. Doing the John Wayne Gacy bus tour, you know. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Ryan Singer performing uh, April twenty second. We're doing his t- two tickets for Fair or Foul Prize today. He is big into the paranormal and does a podcast uh, based on such things. Oh, we'll have to chat. And directed <laughs> X Man Last Stand. That's wow. Brian Singer, oh, and he's boy. a problematic okay. person. All right, my bad. So we have uh, Chicago themed movies today, and we have a tiebreaker if needed for the seventh one. That is not only Chicago themed, I was looking for something else, but is also tax themed because we have tax day coming up. Yes, we, we do. don't have a reading for that one. I'm just going to simply give you the name of the movie and you have to guess if we get to that point. Okay. All right. Here we go. So here we go with your first movie for today. Remember, these are all Chicago themed movies as we go back and visit. Revisit. Time for dogs on film. No one High fidelity. Do that. 2000. Drama romance. One hour for 54 minutes. And <laughs> I can't see it. I'm going to have to start over. New, I'm going to get my glasses. Sean does a little day. <coughs> Seven glasses. days a week. Scene one, Apple take two. Rob Gordon, John Cusack, is the owner of a failing record store in Chicago where he sells music the old-fashioned way. On vinyl. Although they have an, an encyclopedic knowledge of pop music and are consumed by the music scene, it's of no help to Rob, who needles skips the love groove when his longtime girlfriend Laura, Ivan Hayhili, walks out on him. As he examines his failed attempts at romance and happiness, the process finds him being dragged, kicking and screaming into Surely adulthood. Me? All right, there's your first one. Okay. High fidelity. Going against. Uh-huh. What are you drinking? Pick me up. And what? Powerade and five hour energy. Are we ready? Yep. The Fugitive, 1993, a crime thriller, two hours and 10 minutes. Wrongfully accused of murdering his wife, Richard Kimball, Harrison Ford, escapes from the law in an attempt to find her killer and clear his name. Pursuing him is a team of U.S. Marshals led by Deputy Samuel Gerard, Tommy Lee Jones, a determined detective who will not rest until Richard is captured. As Richard leads the team through a series of intricate intricate cases, chases, he discovers the secrets behind his wife's death and struggles to expose the killer before it's too late. Also, look for Tom Simmons as the tough Chicago cop with the broken nose. He's a Central West Ender. Okay. So we have the fugitive versus high fidelity. The fugitive versus high fidelity. I didn't murder my wife. I don't care. I was waiting for it. Thank yeah. you. Dude, just go to court, man. <laughs> There's a process yeah. to these things. Instead of going to jump off a waterfall. <laughs> Look, man, you, you had a wealthy occupation. You could probably afford a nice attorney. Yeah. Leave it to the courts. Why wasn't that a line? This was in Chicago. R. Kelly is out of that in jail right now. <laughs> the founding father set this up so you can prove you're innocent. It's Chicago. You could probably buy a judge. <laughs> I got three myself. <laughs> I am going with the fugitive. Fugitive for Travis. 
Does anybody remember? Be honest. I don't remember doing this at all. I like, sort of kind of remember, yeah. but not really. All right. High fidelity versus the fugitive. I'm going high fidelity. Yeah, I got to go high fidelity. The Fugitive, it's, it's a very well-liked film, right? I haven't yeah, seen it forever. It was entertaining. It was very yeah. entertaining. I loved it. All right. Dr. Ed and Chris go with High Fidelity. Will they get the right or the wrong bark? <laughs> so, High Fidelity. Damn it. A 91. Wow. I don't want to get euthanized. The Fugitive, 96. Doctor, do you agree with the 96? I would have guessed that Dr. Ed loves either way. Camera three, camera three, Dr. Ed's upset. Now, Dr. Ed, this is the camera three. Why is this not worthy of a 96? Oh, come on. A 96? I mean. What do you think? 77? Yeah. 77, 80, 82. In that range. Okay. 96 is pretty high, but yeah. it's a good movie. He it's a really intense off, movie. jumped off a waterfall. He did jump off a waterfall after someone said, I don't care. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. You ready for your next one? Let's do it. Your next pairing. These are all Chicago-themed, in or around Chicago, they're set. Okay. Here is your first for the second pairing. <coughs> Sorry, I've got a cold. Mean Thanks Girls, that 2004. End. It's a team film comedy. One hour and 37 minutes. Teenage Katie Heron... Lindsay Lohan <laughs> was educated in Africa by her scientist parents. When her family moves to the suburbs of Illinois, some say well met, Katie finds finally gets to experience public school and gets a quick premiere on the cruel. Primer on the cruel. Tactic, tactic laws of popularity that divide, tacit laws of popularity that divide her fellow students. Try that one more time. Scene one, Apple take three. Katie finally gets to experience public school and gets a quick primer on the cruel, tacit laws of popularity that divide her fellow students into tightly knit cliques. She unwittingly finds herself in a good grace of an elite group of cool students dubbed the Plastics. But Katie soon realizes how her shallow group of new friends earned it this nickname. All right, Mean Girls is the first one. Were you, were you in a cool group in school? I was in all the groups. Okay. You can say I was a groupie. Let's go to the next movie. Okay. Here is uh, Mean Girls is going against... The Untouchables, 1987. Drama, crime. Two hours after building an empire with bootleg alcohol, legendary crime boss Al Capone, Robert De Niro, rules Chicago with an iron fist. Though prohibition against Agent Elliot Ness, Kevin Costner, attempts to take Capone down. Even his best efforts fail due to widespread corruption within the Windy City's police force. Recruiting an elite group of lawmen who won't be swayed by bribes or fear, including Irish co American cop Jimmy Malone, Sean Connery, Ness renews his determination to bring Capone to justice. All right, it's Mean Girls versus The Untouchables. Can Chris, I say this? Go for, oh, okay, Travis. No, I just want to say The Untouchables, one of the most overrated movies of all time. Why is that? <laughs> it is. It was one. It's not even close to being accurate. Not even close to being accurate. And then the performances. Do they say it's supposed to be? They didn't say to, but you implied. Well, the it's the Chicago way. It's the Chicago way. <laughs> Sean Carney, what accent are you using in this movie? He couldn't decide what he wanted to go with in this film. I wish we had to drop a him telling Barbara Streisand that sometimes you got to slap a woman when she speaks up too much. Mm. <laughs> it's not funny. They mm. put one of yours in the hospital. Put one of hers in the grave. Just some, it was very... It wasn't good, man. 
You're going to tell me y'all going to really convince me the scene of the baby carriage going down the steps and the shootout. And that, yeah, but that gave us the famous scene in Naked Gun, though. So I'm very yeah. happy. <laughs> good <for> point. <laughs> good point. That's also Leslie Nielsen. That's a good Man. point. Yeah, you got me there. Um, what are you going with, Chris? Cole Smith was in one of those Naked Gun movies. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> this movie. These two movies, man. Prime These and two Nicole. Movies. Prime and Nicole. Listen here, man. <laughs> what do you have? You would have loved to have been that old man. Listen, what would you... <laughs> why do y'all Make let him... my billions! Why do y'all let him go on? <laughs> I get to, you, you know, I get to be silly once in a while. All right, so who do you have as a movie? I, I got to go Mean Girls, and uh, I don't think it's even going to be close. I'm going Mean Girls as well. I'm gonna buck the trend. Uh, I think I, I should have gone on the, you know, web and seen the, this episode before. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with Untouchables. All right. I'm gonna regret it. I bet. Mean Girls for Chris and Travis. Yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah dog. Yeah. All right. With Doctor Ed. Physically upset. <laughs> This man is patient. He's done surgeries on animals. He's a valued is... member of the community. We have shook him. We have shook him. Yes. When Sean started reading this, this might have been around the time when I started noticing yeah, Dr. Dr. Ed. <laughs> Getting visibly upset at yeah. the ride. And then he would start yelling at me. <laughs> Damn it, Gartner. This is ridiculous. So, oh, the scores oh, boy. for those two. The Untouchables, 81. Mean Girls, 83. Yeah, those are accurate. That was close. That was very accurate. It was close. All right. Mean Girls is very good. Your final pairing. You ready for your final pairing? Mm-hmm. C. What's our tally right now? Two, one, zero. Okay. Oh. Don't rub it in his face. Now, okay. I'm say, look, Doctor Ed kicked our ass last week, so I don't know. He was happy. He was walking out of here with champagne and everything. I don't know about that. I didn't win last week, did I? I thought I you think did. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm on a losing streak. <laughs> well, oh, wow. Here we go. Your final oh, pairing. I'm on 0 for 49. <laughs> Chris Davis. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Poor Chris Davis from KSDK has been getting hate on Twitter because people think he's Chris Davis for the Orioles. <laughs> That's not the same Chris Davis. <laughs> he's like, I'm freckled with red hair. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want from me. And I've contributed now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been helping that along. Okay, here's your first one of the final pairings. Uh, ready? Yeah. Barbershop, 2002, yeah. drama comedy, one hour, 42 minutes. A smart comedy about a, a day in the life of a barbershop on the south side of Chicago. Calvin, Ice Cube, who inherited the struggling business from his deceased father, views the shop as nothing but a burden and a waste of his time. After selling the shop to a, lo- to a local loan shark, Calvin slowly begins to see his father's vision and legacy and struggles with the notion that he's just sold it up. I didn't like that last line. I agree with you there, Sean. All right. It was Barbershop. Right. Barbershop going against. It's hot up here. I know, the air conditioner broke. Primal Fear, 1996. Thriller, drama, two hours, ten minutes. Defense attorney Martin Vale, Richard Gere, takes on jobs for money and prestige rather than any sense of the greater good. His latest cases involved an altar boy, Edward Newman. Norton. Norton. Scene one, Apple take four. Edward Norton, accused of brutally murdering the Archbishop of Chicago. Vale finds himself up against his ex-pupil and ex-lover. But as the case progresses and the church's dark secrets are revealed, Vale finds that what appears a simple case takes on a darker, more dangerous aspect. All right. Primal Fear versus Barbershop. I got to go Primal Fear. That that movie had such a great twist. Yeah, it did. Trav? 
Yeah, that was that was a phenomenal film. I'm yeah, he should have won an Oscar for that. Yeah, that's that's when Ed Norton jumped on the scene. I'm going Primal Fear as well. I'm going Barbershop to give myself a chance. All right, here we go. And to because it's my favorite film. Give himself. Mm. A what up, y'all? Mm. Snip, snip. That is not even in. The that movie. means if Dr. That's Ed says that, that means movie. something way different. <laughs> yeah. Whole Pluto is like, oh no, man. <laughs> Sorry, Pluto. go ahead. Not Mickey's dog. Why Mickey's dog? All right, for a chance at a tiebreaker for Mr. Denman. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. What? Get out of here. Shut your face. Rotten right Tomatoes. There. Right there. Has Barbershop at an 82. Primal Fear at 75. Oh, that's oh, that's a crime. That's a crime. Are you kidding me? Tiebreaker time. We have a tiebreaker, and we don't have. A description for this one. Call me Virginia, and you're about to get tacked. They went to overtime. Yeah, it it worked. Bad. It wasn't bad. It was I'm bad, mad. but it was. It I see worked. What he did there. Did he try? Did you, see, did you see the national title game, Doctor? I saw the first half, and then I passed yeah. out. Yeah, I was play. asleep before yeah. the first half. Yeah, the first half ended at ten thirty. So Doctor Ed is not looking happy at me. I'm afraid he's to look mad. Actually, mad as yeah. a badger. Um, here's your tiebreaker. No description. I'm just going to give you the movie. Okay. It is Chicago themed. Okay. And it has a tax thing. Ooh. The tax thing Taxes to in it Chicago. No is way. there were two brothers that were trying to raise money to save an orphanage. ERS? That they had Blues Brothers. Grown up in. The Blues Brothers. Mm. Okay. The Blues Brothers. All right, write it down. Let's write it down. So we for the tiebreaker closest to the number. Yes. We have to guess what we think it's rated. Yes. Blues Brothers, the Chicagoiest movie of all time. Yes. It also has a tax day with tax day coming up. I'm going to guess something, but I'm going to say let's I'm go not with confident. Doc, let's go with Dr. Ed first. Dr. Blame Ed? For glory. 80. 80. Travis. Not that my score matters <laughs> in the least, but. I'm going 91. 91 for Travis. I went 88. 88 for Mr. Denman. I swear to God, if it's lower than any of our scores, then I'll shut down Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you. Like, it is a beloved film. Uh-oh. Well, if we would have got Dr. Ed in this tiebreaker, he would have won. Oh. It's an 83. Damn. 83. Had a comeback. But oh, Mr. Yeah. Denman wins Damn. with the 88. Travis, a little too high with the 91. Yeah, I figured I went. Travis, like a little too high. I just realized I said that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to donate my victory to Hillside Animal Hospital oh, nice, and all the man. great work nice, that they've done with nice. Gateway Pet Guardians. I don't need your charity. Oh, <laughs> oh he is smarty. He is smarty. <laughs> Walnuts. That's right. This is for you. What? Is that mm. a bird? Mm-hmm. Wow, that feels good. That's two in a row. Yeah. I can't believe that. Overtime. Can't we wait hey. overtime? 3-0 Rod. Hey, shout out to By Jack's uh, owner, John, for bringing in our... <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> that was so great. Dr. Ed, you can see him at Hillside Animal Hospital. He's there performing five days per week. Nice. I see what you did there. That's right. He's, uh, he's featuring, he's is he? He is. He is. And Dr. Ed, uh, he's not, uh, not afraid of a good one-liner. He brings his jokes. It's he a good time. Indeed. Cannot recommend them enough. I've got to bring my dog in for an allergy shot soon. That's been working out great. Get your dogs vaccinated. Get your cats taken care of. Cannot say enough good things about the work that they continue to do. They are at the guys on a podcast once a week, 
and goes after like their Facebook's great, everything else. So let's give a big round of applause to Hillside and Dr. Ed and all the great staff at uh, Hillside Animal Hospital. So anything we didn't know about before you get out of here? Yeah, Gateway actually is having an open house. Oh, great. Saturday at their new building. That's exciting. Oh, nice. Saturday, it's from 1 to 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on 15th Avenue and St. Clair Avenue. Uh, it's real easy to get to. It's right where the 64 splits off mm-hmm. but on the east side. It's the very first exit, which is St. Clair Avenue. Right. You just get right off the exit, make a right turn, and that building is right there. So it's really exciting. It's uh, it's going to be great. I was there all last week helping them clean it up. It's amazing. And it, it's a community center as well. Well, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, obviously, you know, the construction phase hasn't started yet, but it's going right. to be a shelter clinic eventually community center pet food pantry all of that how how does that work when you have that much space i was wondering this as you see it and uh as st louis continues to uh, do great work there's rescues all over the place how does that work as they scale up volunteers scale up and then obviously i know people raise money for you to perform a surgery or whatever how does it work where do they just keep a staff of volunteer not volunteer doctors of doctors available and they just go, hey, here, got another five dogs that need worked on. Schedule them in. Is that how that works? Oh, I mean, I think it's all. Because you can't, if they have 300 dogs there, you're thinking, you're not, I mean, with your other load and all the other doctors at your place, like, there's got to be some crazy scheduling. Well, right? it's going to be, it's all told to be determined. I mean, yeah. you know, I think the, the first priority is getting the shelter up and running. Right. You know, I was going to say, if you have that giant space and you still, re- yeah, I don't know, it's just an interesting. Oh, overtaking. yeah, there's. There's space. There's actually a gymnasium in the building that they're going to use for like uh, you know p- you know k- events. No w- kidding. Yeah, with an. You want to go dunk on some dogs, Travis? I mean, that's rude. Oh man. <laughs> no, that's perfect. You can do all kinds of stuff yep. in a facility like that. Well, keep up the great work. Thanks for your support of us and Gateway Pet Guardians. Visit Hillside Animal Hospital's Facebook page. That's what I say. They keep everybody updated. There's always fun pictures of uh, of the doggies and kitties that come by. So, again, Hillside Animal Hospital, big thanks to Dr. Ed. We'll let him get out of here. We'll do some fair foul. Get those in. We'll bring you back. The topic today, Travis, doubling the tax on your bill to determine the tip amount. Wall at WeAreLiveRadio.com is where you email. You can win two tickets to Ryan Singer right here in St. Louis as your prize. Dr. Ed, thanks for coming in, buddy. Thanks, guys. Take care, Dr. Ed. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live. We're live, and it's time for Fair Foul. Big thanks to Dr. Ed from Hillside Animal Hospital. You know what? Also, big thanks to Getaway Golf Carts, Travis. Yeah? We have a golf cart sponsor. Getaway Golf Carts. When you zoom in through the city, zoom, zoom. Getawaycarts.com. They're part of the carte blanche movement, and they let you customize your carts any way you like. Just a quick note. Just got to say a big shout out to them. They are located over, you know where they're at, Travis? Where are they? Conveniently located near 55, right there in the Cherokee Soulard area. We cannot say enough good things about them. Thanks to another great small business for being a part of the show. Support them because they support us, whether you're working uh, at your business and you're needing a new fleet, or maybe you're just looking for something to scoot around your neighborhood in, in the city, the county, wherever you're at, getawaycarts.com. They'll customize. Just go check out the website. You'll see all their wonderful capabilities. Can't say enough good things about them. And uh, the trust they put in our audience to support them. Word to that. See, it's you put it on the audience I see what you now. did there. Yeah. Well done. Trav, you want to do some fair foul? Chris, it's time for the people's fair. 
And so I was thinking, I don't know what I want to get for lunch later. What I'm would you do? Getting a sub sandwich. You still got that sodium issue? Case. I'm mm-hmm. not even sure, but the sodium may act right. But you're talking about getting rid of that. Oh, foul! And this is a fighting moment. Change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, fair or foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or foul. <laughs> Chris cheated. I can't believe he won that. I think he knew two weeks in a row the answer. Oh, you think I went back and listened? Yeah, to the I think podcast. he went back and listened to the pod. Classic Denman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, we asked you a very intriguing question about <laughs> fair or foul. Winner gets two tickets to see Ryan Singer live at the Cranesburg Art Center studio and director of X Men Apocalypse. No. Okay. Doubling the tax bill on your bill to determine the tip amount. Wall of WeAreLiberated.com is where they emailed. You want to get to it? Here we go. Our first submission. Foul. That is like measuring your Johnson by starting at your belly button. It's a stupid idea that still leaves you with a small dinger. Jesus. Shrink ankle. Good God, man. Foul. I try to do at least 20% when at restaurants, even though in my business, I rarely get tips. I'm not mad about it, but one time I did get a tip from one of my students that I'll never forget. What? What could it be? He jumped into the pool wearing a wall thong? W-A-L thong? Is that We Are Alive? Ooh, wow. Didn't it, does Bijak make wall thongs? Ooh. Yeah, they do now. With high top Jordans? Huh. Okay. Huh? Hey, why you got him in the pool? Those are Jordans. <laughs> After the lesson... He was walking into the locker room, and like the old commercial with me and Joe Green, he snapped off that thong and tossed it at me. Great moment, right? The problem was my mouth was open, and I ended up with pink eye. <laughs> oh. This explains it. This is it's from Travis's swim coach. That's, That's a lot. That's a lot going on. <laughs> I don't know why we went Did you, there. When you have a swim coach, do you sign a, a, a disclosure agreement? Yeah, I have a waiver. Okay. Waiver? Pool? Waiver? Mm, that's funny. Well, Rogan was talking about pools the other day oh on his podcast. Oh, my God. And Kill that thought. You know about this chlorine conspiracy? The chlorine, man. It, you know, man. Get chlorine in your system. Oh. Here's bowed up a little bit. <laughs> what? It's not true. Oh, there was a sniff. There was a sniff. There was a sniff in there. Twitch, maybe it was a sniff. Started biting my lip a little. Okay. Huh. Got me off my game. Yeah, yeah, good one. Val, I'm trying to come up with something witty and hilarious, but every time I think about this, my blood starts boiling. Instead, the following is the rantings of an embittered former math teacher still working in education. Please feel free to not read this craziness. Oh yeah. No, this is delightful. Forced curriculum causing students to be taught with to be taught math that they won't ever use in life. When was the last time any of you solved a system of equations or found the zeros of a quadratic equation <laughs> that keeps them from learning math they will need for life drives me nuts. So now we have people who don't understand place value and don't understand moving decimal points and doubling values to figure out tips. 
forget trying to pay for something with cash and expecting change to be counted back correctly. Except QT, the change game is on point at QT. Opening day, my friend bought a bag of peanuts for five twenty-five at the cards game, gave the kid a twenty, and ended up tipping the kid four seventy-five because he couldn't figure out the change. It's from the Triangle Assassin. I want to take that email and I want send it to Jeff City and. Frame it, <laughs> and I want it hung up in our office today. Okay, maybe we'll start doing that. We'll start hanging up the winning emails. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want that frame, and I want that hung up somewhere in the studio, the office, the bathrooms. I don't care. That was, that was, that was gold. That was Sesame Street level. That writing. was that. That was. Hey, I may put you on my uh, writing team. Mm-hmm. That was that good. I hear quadratic in there. Yeah, I didn't that think was. I never laughed so hard. Not because it was. Point. Not only was it hilarious, it's also. The most accurate thing anyone has sent into our show. It's disturbing. <laughs> From a man who failed college algebra three times. Oh I concur, sir. Oh, boy. I concur. Oh, boy. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm signing up for trig my sophomore year of high school. An hour in. I'm like, ah. <laughs> you should see the line outside the math building at Mizzou. Three weeks before the semester's mm. over with. People are like bringing gift baskets, <laughs> money. Do you know how many hot babes we got to go to school with at Columbia College because they wouldn't take math at Mizzou? <laughs> That's what happened. I'd be like, hey, uh, try this one out. That's what I did. I had to take it at yeah. Columbia College. I was like, oh, this one, a hottie taking out. Yeah, okay. right. Anytime a cool looking person would walk in, I'm like, Whoa, 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 what are you doing hey, hey, hey. I didn't expect this attractive people is, here. This college is smaller than my high school. <laughs> I think I would have known you by now. Oh, man, cool Jordans. You from Mizzou? <laughs> Foul. Right. Whoever was proposing this as a way to save money has obviously never been to St. Louis and experienced special taxing districts on top of special taxing districts. You end up at 25% in certain areas of the city. This is why we need hashtag screaming bloody murder. Yes! I need to be able to double the tax and keep that under 15% because I'm here for service, not sports update that I can get on my phone. The JVL Jack. Is that a shot at me? Am oh. I, sport- I provided adequate sports updates for my customers. I can't. I can't even, I can't even sigh. Is Jeff coming up with the fair foul topics again? <laughs> Love Jeff. What do you think of soup? Raisin bagels. <laughs> fair or foul? I'll just end this with a bless your heart, Gardner. <laughs> I believe that's what they say down Denman's way. <laughs> TT's pink eye. One more. Foul, it's crazy how some people try to pay wait staff. Heard a certain Hooters manager was always offering to give his waitresses just the tip. (laughs) (laughs) Winner gets two tickets to see Ryan Singer uh, Monday, April 22nd. Tickets available through Metro Ticks. Get those tickets. It's a small room. It's going to sell out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, what do you have, Gardner? Tell uh, me right after I tell you about St. Louis Counseling Services. Is that yeah, all right? Yeah. You like that? Uh, yeah. Let you a little tease there. That was good. Ooh, I gotta take another breath now. St. <laughs> Louis Counseling Services supports healing and improved mental health for families and children of all backgrounds through professional counseling and psychiatric services. St. Louis Counseling operates eight offices throughout the STL area, in addition to school partnership programs. And more. St. Louis Counseling in, is the employee assistance program, mental health care provider for the Archdiocese of St. Louis. They also help individuals and your businesses hit up St. Louis Counseling and listen to Mental Health Matters with Tom Duff. They're going to be in here Thursday recording with uh, local musician John Henry. That'll be a good one. Very informative. 
very, very great partner of ours in St. Louis Counseling and Mental Health Matters. Gardner, your vote for fair or foul? Uh, triangle Assassin. Okay. I'm going with the Assassin of Triangles. Mm -hmm. Triangle Assassin has won two tickets to Ryan Singer at the Kranzberg Arts Foundation Studio. It's going to be a very good time. Congrats to those. Man, can you even believe the scale of emails today? We had taxation districts, mm. quadratic somethings. That was pretty intense. Our boy Sean says he fall, failed college algebra three times also, Trev. F finding X. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Congrats to our winner. And uh, you get those tickets. Just hit us up and we'll uh, make sure you enjoy the show. Travis, anything else for the people? Gardner, you got anything you need to announce? Anything about Wobbly Cat or other? Hey, man, leave Ripley alone, man. You always come after Ripley. Leave Ripley alone, yeah. man. Hey. Science is pretty cool. They have a picture out of a black hole. Now. I saw that. Oh boy! See it? Oh yeah. You could you could just hear one thing. Oh boy. Murph. I blame you for that one. Hey, Murph. He, he took the opportunity. Murph. Murph. See, told you. I love that movie so much. I told you. It's that Hans Zimmer. Background. He, he oh, yeah. every time. It's soothing it's to me. How, what did you think of the lights? Zimmer is really good. What did you think of the lighting? Brought tears to my eyes. Mm -hmm. when he's realizing he's missed his whole life. Yeah. Murph! When John Lithgow stops showing up in the camera transmissions, you have to do the math on that one. When Casey Affleck's pushing a little too hard in the cornfield. It's a great film. It was a pretty heavy movie. Mm hmm. Chris Nolan knows what he's doing. That's the end of the show. Are we done here? I'm tired of talking. Okay. I'm thinking about other stuff. All right. I want to give a special thanks to Tech Electronics for providing us with this amazing equipment that you currently see here. I'm so proud of uh, this studio, and I'm so proud of the, your support. Uh, for Chris Denman, for Chris Gardner, I'm Travis Terrell. This has been We Are Live. Peace. Yeah.